106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Welcome to the One Week Rental Podcast. Are you not entertained? I don't come through. Show me. My name is Ash. She doesn't even go here. And this is my co-host. Stacks. Alright everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the One Week Rental Podcast. This week we're going to be chatting about Matrix Resurrection. I always want to say Matrix Resolutions. Same. It seems like that would have been the the perfect title, but instead we got Matrix Resurrections. Maybe because uh, this might be starting another trilogy, but we'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, But before we get into all the Matrix Resurrection talk, we get to talk about our favorite movies of 2021, as it is the last week of 2021, if you can believe it or not. Yeah, this year was so long, but went by so fast. It's wild. Oh, I feel the complete opposite. I feel like these COVID years are just flying by, and I'm dying very quickly. Yeah. Like, I, think, I think rapidly running out of life. <laughs> um, I, I feel like the just... Time moves differently in COVID, and it feels like the last two years were were like just on on like four times speed. And I I'm almost twenty eight, and that's that's scary. Yeah, I like I could, it. I understand that because actually, when I was making my top ten list, I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, this movie. Well, no, nope, nope. That actually came out <laughs> last year. That didn't even come out this year. <laughs> so like the big, all of last year and like the first half of this year are all kind of blends together. Because the COVID time dilation, yeah, it all blends together. I hear you, but you let you set me up perfectly to uh, to go right into talking about our favorite movies of 2021 before we get to talk about Matrix Resurrection. So uh, I'm gonna click over here. This is a also a live podcast, the very first one week rental live podcast. Um, we're uh, streaming on Twitch. Um, so if you have listened to the podcast before and you're like, wait, why are they talking to a chat that I can't see? Um, that's because we're doing a live episode right now. Um, so, you know, we might, uh, bring in some input from chat and you might, uh, hear us, but I will take into account that this is not a visual podcast typically, and, uh, make sure that I translate what's happening to you. So, Stacks, on the screen here, I have uh, an Excel document that took me hours to create. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Very a lot complex. of work went into this, yeah. Yeah. I, it's more than I would have been able to do. And I highlighted, yeah. I highlighted one cell, and uh, I wrote like 11 things. Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, whenever you say I carry this podcast, I do all the hard work, which you say frequently. Um, I want you to remember that I did the Excel. Yeah. Uh, I, I will keep that in mind. Uh, all right. Yeah. yeah you, you're, you're just crushing it right now. So I'm, you know, I'm just here. Just Somebody chilling. better increase my rock allocation for the month. You know, I yeah. hear you're getting six rocks a month. I'm only getting four rocks a month. <laughs> Okay. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Okay. All right. I'll I'll talk to uh, HR about that. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, without further ado, let's get into the top ten movies of 2021. And I think that uh, 
you want to go first or you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? Because I haven't actually put my my list in order. <laughs> yeah. So my I, and this is isn't going to be you know uh, a good number ten for mm-hmm. me to start off if you haven't gotten your list ready yet. But it's the Fear Street movies. Um, okay. The Fear Street movies, all three. I just combined them all into one. Um, okay, and- so you're breaking the rules already, right out of the gate. That's- <laughs> I need, yeah, technically. <laughs> um, but I combine them all into one. And I think, um, I, don't, I don't really have too much to say about this movie. Just because... Um, it's number 10 on your list. Yeah, I know. But okay, what I'm saying is like I don't have a lot to say. Like, it's a horror <laughs> movie. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a horror slasher movie that this takes is place... Ten- <laughs> This is my tenth best movie of the year, and I have nothing to say about yeah, next question. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean essentially, but okay. it's but this it's a horror movie. Um, if you have if you don't know anything about these movies, um, there are three horror movies. Um, they came out on Netflix. I think they were like one week after the other, and um, they're just you know slasher horror movies. Um, I really like these movies. Just the story is. Um, the story is really good. There's a lot of twists and the characters are really good. Great acting in this. Um, And it doesn't have like bad child actors in it. (laughs) So (laughs) that's a, that's a good, uh, that's a big plus, you know? Um, So if you haven't seen these movies, go watch them. They're on Netflix. Um, They all take place in three different, like, like generations. So you kind of get a, um, you kind of get a vibe of like how that horror, how horror movies in those generations kind of were. So, okay. yeah. Hmm. So, and uh, the first movie is kind of more like, um, um, the first movie, the first movie is yeah, more like a modern horror movie, how a modern horror movie would be. Um, the second movie is how like eighties horror movie would be, and then oh. Like, yeah, that's cool. Okay, yeah. now I understand what you're saying. That sounds actually awesome because I, that's something that's something that I think I can appreciate just as like a little bit of a, a film nerd to see how the techniques change and stuff like that to see what uh, a movie in a franchise looks like if you made it in the '80s versus if you made it in the '90s and stuff like that. That seems cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's, it's so it's really cool. it's really it's a really um, nice series of movies. Um, and it's not that scary. It's very, it's got, it's kind of gory in okay. some parts in it, but it's not really a super jump scary movie. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, that's my number 10. Okay. I'm going to say, let's see, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still putting my list together real quick um, because I did a bunch of other stuff in preparation for the podcast, but not this. <laughs> um, let me see. Let me see. Um. I've got the first five marked out and then like the bottom like three. So let's see. And and building and building Mm -hmm. my list, the hardest the hardest area was like like seven to four. It's just like trying to figure out those like how these kind of work. I think I'm right there with you. I think I think I'm right there with you in that like I know what should be at the bottom and I know what should be at the top of my list and it's filling out like this middle part. That's that's uh 
that's really tough. And I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to, um, to forget anything. Yeah. Um, so, and then also my iPhone is, is fucking with me. So it, it wouldn't let me do a list the way I wanted to. So I'm having to like type everything down below. So that's the first four. I've got, uh, what I think are the bottom two, but I want to round this out here. Um, Uh, let's see. Vamp for me. Yeah. So I, when, when I know what you're talking about when I did the iPhone thing, it was like, you couldn't like, you can't just like, you know, start from 10 and go down yeah. or like, just like how you want it to. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, it was kind of dumb. The people, the people are seeing the exact kind of stuff that would be cut from, uh, from <laughs> our more produced episodes. Yeah, I know, but it's all right. We're, we're chilling. Uh, okay. uh, Army Gamer says that he loved the Fear Street movies. So, so you're already getting back up. There's yeah. they're already, yeah, uh, they're already on your side. Okay, let's see. Um, all right, I know. I, I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. Um, I can comfortably say that this is my number ten now. Now that because uh, I didn't want to put this at number ten and to be like, oh, this doesn't even belong on my list. So that was the hard part. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, we're good. That's 10, right? Three, six, nine, ten. All right, my number 10 is Venom Let There Be Carnage. Uh, yeah, um, I, I haven't even seen this movie this year. It's, and and uh, I think that it's, it's very pertinent to the conversation to let you know that, like, I saw maybe mm, 15 movies that came out this year. So... Uh, and, and that was the parameters for this for this list was movies that came out in 2021. So I saw maybe f- 15 movies or so that came out this year. Um, so I'm picking from those uh, 15 or, or so. Uh, and Venom Let There Be Carnage was fun. I'm a big fan of Venom as a character. Um, the first movie I've watched going in expecting it to be horrible because of what I had heard about that. It sounded like it was going to be bad. And it's cheesy as fuck. And yeah. I don't like certain decisions that they make, and I don't like the way that Tom Hardy plays the character sometimes. But at the end of the day, they're kind of fun. Like I, I think the way that he and Venom talk to each other, it's like almost more like a a buddy cop thing than anything else. Yeah. Um. And so I, I like the first one a lot, and I went to the second one expecting just as little as I expected from the first one, and and I had a good time. Yeah. The carnage is good. Okay, cool. I when I watched the first Venom movie, I also went into it like, okay, people saying this is bad. They're mm-hmm. saying, you know, Venom's not a hero. Why is he a hero? Whatever, whatever. But then when I watched it, I I liked it. It was like, okay, yeah, I can. I, this isn't as bad as people are saying it is. And so, yeah, if you like, if you like the first one, you're gonna like Let There Be Carnage. And then Carnage is like, like I like Carnage arguably more than I like Venom. Like just from like comic books that I had read and stuff like that. Like Carnage is just Venom without yeah. rules, and he's like super vicious. Like it's super cool. Um, so I didn't love that they cast Woody Harrelson as Carnage. That was a choice that I still don't understand. But yeah, I, and, not horrible. Yeah, and um, with this movie, um, and, uh, you know, people didn't like the first one or whatever, and whatever. And then when this one came out, I kind of was like, uh, I don't really know if I want to watch this. I don't know if it's going to be good or not, just because mm-hmm. the like Venom, like the character by himself is 
fine whatever carnage by himself is fine but then like whenever they're together and whenever people talk about these characters together it's always the cringiest thing and it's like the cringiest <laughs> people always you know they all they're always like wearing something with carnage on it or wearing something with venom <laughs> it's just like the cringiest thing so that was kind of like what i i haven't really had a Got it. Real desire to watch this movie, but if you're saying Stax it's like isn't, the first one, Stax isn't going to see Venom. Let there be carnage because the <laughs> fucking nerds and he gets nerds. And it's, it's not even the nerd. It's not even the nerds. It's, <laughs> it's that it's it's the juggalos. It's the the the, the, the juggalo. You don't know what a juggalo is. What a juggalo is. I didn't know that they were carnage fans. <laughs> yeah, I, I th- well, I'm just putting that on that that like when I think of people who like. The people, the cringy people who like Carnage and like Venom, they're the same people who like Deadpool and Lobo. You know, oh goodness, you're just yeah. offending people left and right right now. You know what? I, I don't care. The, I apologize <laughs> to the Juggalos in our audience. I it's just that's just I've what I've seen it. I've and, never never seen a picture of Epic, but he might be a Juggalo. We don't know. Yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> but. um I mean, no offense to Juggalos, but it's just they have a certain look, and so when I think <laughs> they of clown makeup, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> outside the clown makeup, but yeah, I, it's on my. You know, I'll get to it, and I'll probably watch it sometime in the next couple of weeks. You know, okay, okay. Um, you got a number nine? Yeah, my number nine is uh, "Without Remorse," um, starring uh, Michael B. Jordan. It's a okay. um, Political um, thriller in the Tom Clancy universe. Okay. And um, I like political thrillers. I like that kind of stuff. I like, you know, whatever. And this movie is very generic, but it does it in a good way because Michael B. Jordan is carries this movie. Uh-huh. And, you know, the story's kind of predictable, but I don't care. Like, all Tom Clancy movies are like that. And it, you know, it's a, it has secrets and lies and shoot ups and shootouts and fights, and it's just mm-hmm. shit blowing up. And I love that kind of stuff. And I love w- w- when it's combined with like some kind of like the senators doing this and CIA secrets. And you know, I love that. I, I love that stupid shit. And this movie scratches all of those itches <laughs> that I like. And there's going to be a sequel for this movie that I'm excited for. It's going to be, um, Rainbow is going to be a Rainbow Six movie. And it's oh, they're doing have, a Rainbow Six movie. That's yeah. I, I'm excited for that. Yeah. So, um, I and my and Michael B. Jordan is going to be in that. And I hope. I don't know. They haven't said anything yet, but I I hope John Krasinski, um, shows up in the yes. Rainbow Six movie. He's Jack. No, what? What's it? Yeah, he's Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I hope he shows up in this movie because I, I love the watched, Jack Ryan show. I haven't watched the Jack Ryan show, but I've heard good things. So yeah, it's I'll really have good. To check that out. Okay, my number nine is Shang Chi and the Ten Rings. That, that's what it's called, right? Shang, yes. I heard Shang Chi, but is it and the Ten Rings? Is that it? Um, I just put Shang Chi too. Um, Shang Chi. Yeah, and it and is actually the, higher on my list. Oh, really? Okay, so yes. the way that we talked about this is if, if uh, I said a movie and it's higher on your list, we'll talk about it when it comes up on your list because we only want to talk about movies once um, and we don't want to 
waste uh, the content, you know, when it's my number nine and I'm going to be probably pretty mid on it and you might be more excited. So we'll yeah. talk about Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings when it gets to, when you get to it. Why don't you uh, tell me your number eight then? Okay. Um, well, my number nine. Um, so my you number... Just, no, 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 you just told me your number nine. Your number 10 was Fear Street and your number nine was Without Remorse. Oh, yeah, 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 sorry. <laughs> I have it labeled wrong in my in my thing. Yeah, two, no, I, in addition to putting three movies in my number 10 <laughs> slot, I have two number nines because there was a tie. Yeah, so don't judge me, okay? Um, Why do we even make rules if you're just going to break them, okay? Yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, so my number eight is the movie Zola. Um, it is a A24 movie. Um, and this movie is, it's, it's, it's a movie based off a viral Twitter thread from like years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's about this girl who's a stripper and she meets this other stripper and they go, um, the, the other strippers like, Hey, let's go down to Florida and let's go strip down there and make some money. And the whole thing takes a complete left turn and hmm. is, is really interesting. And what makes this movie really good is that, so, I mean, people who know the Twitter thread, they already know how the story is going to go. And so when I went into it, I knew what the story already was, but yeah. the way they um, shot this movie, they added, they made it really artsy and like, a bunch of weird stuff that happened, like weird, like, uh, like scenes they, sh- they shot and like, it's just really gritty and it's, it's, it's just, hmm. yeah, it's a really good movie. Um, I, I freaking loved it. Um, it's just shot really well. It's acted really good. Um, and yeah, it was just a really good movie. I loved it. Okay. That's cool. my number. Yeah. I don't think we talked about it, but we should keep this section uh, fairly spoiler-free. Give our impressions of the movie, but don't, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. anything major. Uh, just so that we don't, because uh, we're recommending movies, basically, in this section. So uh, we don't want to ruin stuff that people haven't seen. Uh, my number eight is Last Night in Soho. Um, that's the Edgar Wright movie that came out this uh, earlier this year. Um, I think what was so nice for me about it is that I went in totally blind. Um, I do want to just give my impressions on it. So, um, I went into it totally blind knowing that it was an Edgar Wright movie and that was it. And Edgar Wright has done, uh, Scott Pilgrim movies. He's done, uh, uh, Shaun of the Dead, the Hot Fuzz movie, like Hot Fuzz, like the whole Cornetto trilogy, all that stuff. So I went into this, um, expecting that, like maybe a little bit of action, something funny, you know, you know, his style. Um, it's way more of like a suspense thriller type movie. And it's about a girl who goes to fashion school and discovers her connection with times past. I I think it's the best way for me to say it. Um, Really, really cool. Very like psychological kind of creepy and, and uh, very suspenseful. So uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, I think, I think everybody should see that movie, even though it's eight on my number eight on my list. I think it's a fun, a fun movie. Yeah, and that's that's really what in making these lists that was really hard. It's like I really love this movie. I just got to figure out where exactly you know because it's just yeah yeah and where does all, it go? Yeah. Um. So my number seven mm-hmm. is the uh, Candyman movie, the two thousand twenty one 
um, Candyman movie. And uh, I, this movie got a lot of hate um, this year, but I really loved it. Yeah. Um, It's so a lot of the, a lot of the hate of this movie was it being too woke and, and um, quotes too woke and quote anti-white and, quote like um all cops are bastards you know um yeah and so that's what a big complaint for this movie was um mm-hmm. but i the really original, lo- did the original have those themes because yes. I I i've never seen these movies so i don't i have no idea what they're about so the, the so the first one is literally about a black man who is unjustly killed because he was dating a white woman or got a white woman pregnant or whatever. It was a consensual whatever, but they still killed him and Mm -hmm. they killed him and they, whatever. And they threw his ashes in this one little area and Mm -hmm. like this area got built up and it became a ghetto in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And this white woman who, um, she's, she's like an artist, and not an artist, she's like a researcher and stuff like that. She likes, she's a writer and stuff like that. So she was just researching this stuff and she goes into this predominantly black neighborhood and, you know, she's, she's going in there investigating Candyman and um, people start getting killed. And then, you know, the police and everybody, they're like, this white woman is killing you know, these people in in the ghettos or whatever like that. And um and it's Candyman doing it. And he, and it's like, so she's now she's she's this white woman now going through the same thing that happened to Candyman and yeah. the previous Candyman's. And so all this stuff and then she ends up becoming Candyman because Candyman is really a um it's really like an urban legend that's real and so like the new Candyman story becomes hey this is so is this is this movie a sequel or, or is it a so just is, a, a re uh, like a reboot or remake or whatever so this yeah so this so the new one is a direct continuation of okay the K- Candyman and so it's not like it's, it, yeah, so it's a sequel ish, right? Because, um, like, it's, it's a weird kind of sequel, but it's more of like just like a continuation. I don't really know how to explain it other than a continuation, right? And yeah. so this one, it goes into, you know, it, it, it's the injustice and whatever. And now it's dealing with the first one was injustice for, you know, unjustly killing black people or whatever. And then this one is kind of like, now the same neighborhood has been gentrified and the legend of the candy man got replaced from what it was. And now it's about this other person this white woman now. And it's kind of like <laughs> now the now it's like, you know, it's, it's got some, it's, it's very, it is it's, very yeah. woke. I can, see, I can see why there would be the backlashes that people are going to say that this is, uh, that this is, they're taking this story, something, a movie that maybe people liked, and then they're modernizing it. But in order to pick up on modern themes, I think you have to talk about those things. And yes. and there are people going to call it woke, but it sounds like that was always kind of the intention of the movie. That, yeah, that's yeah, that's what it was. 
So really, this is just... It's more of the same. They're the keeping only, with the theme of it. Yeah, and it is it, and it's like more... The first movie, it was more of like a subtle thing. Yeah. Um, but this one is kind of more in your face. Very subtle. I don't know. Maybe it's just the way you describe it. I would watch these movies, but they seem too scary for me. Yeah, so. <laughs> these movies, so I've never... The, the What's scary about Candyman is like mm-hmm. when you're a child and you think Candyman is real. That's the scary. The movie, the movie is not that scary. Um, and then the remake is not really that scary either. It's, Hmm. it's kind of, um, it is more of like artsy thriller or whatever. It's like more of an artsy kind of horror movie. And the only, the only thing negative that I have to say about this movie is that, um, it, they kind of rush, they kind of, there's parts where it feels kind of rushed and that's because it's only an hour and like 30 minutes, right? It's a horror movie. So yeah. they don't, they want to keep it like a normal horror movie, you know, whatever. But, um, the, the things they were going through, like when they get back, when they get back to like the horror movie and the violent stuff, it, it, it's feeling kind of rushed. So that's like the only thing this movie should have been longer. It should have been, I would have been happy to watch a two hour, you know, horror movie. And, yeah. it's, and then Jordan Peele is a freaking writer on this, so you know he had his hands in it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I love, I mean, I didn't love Us, but Get Out is, like, amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, my number seven is Free Guy. Just a fun-ass movie. I'm, like, I just saw that on Rotten Tomatoes that uh, Ryan Reynolds' uh, other movie this year, Free, uh, Red Notice, got, like, a uh 36% or something like that. I liked Red Notice. It didn't make my top 10, but like I just like Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds and yeah. Free Guy was more of Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds and I like I don't know. I like the idea of of the video game. I like what they were doing. I like um uh I don't know. I don't think I don't feel like that movie was so uh revolutionary or unique in any of its concepts. Like, I feel like we've seen stuff that was similar to that. Mm-hmm. I just had fun with it. And yeah. I, th- I think it, I felt like it belonged on my list. Cause I, I remembered it and I remembered laughing at it quite a bit. Enjoyed I, it. I've only seen, um, I've only seen like the first, maybe 10 minutes of it. Yeah. Um, like before stuff even gets like really popping off with the movie. And so I don't really have that much to say about the movie. I, I, I never got, around to finish you know watching the whole thing but for yeah. the the parts i did see it was pretty funny um i was the only thing i thought about it was like i don't know i don't want ryan reynolds going full ryan reynolds all the time you know ah uh, so yeah I, I think it's fun deadpool like he plays the, he plays ryan reynolds in every movie that he's yeah. in and I, I enjoy it i enjoy it like i watched also hitman's wife's bodyguard whatever it's called this year same thing it's ryan yeah. reynolds being ryan reynolds that all right, what's your number six? And we should try to like keep these at a steady clip, just like 45 seconds to a minute on each one, just yeah, so yeah, that we yeah, can... Because yeah. uh, we're already at 36, 38 minutes, actually, now. So. Um, yeah, so my number six is Shang-Chi. Um, okay. So uh, this movie, um, I love where it's going with the MCU. And when I watched this movie, I thought I was going to hate it just because Aquafina mm-hmm. in it, is in it, and Aquafina is so cringy to me. Um <laughs> And She's so, the worst part about the movie to me. Is, uh, she? 
We talked about we talked about this, I think, on a different podcast. But we talked about the fact that Aquafina is in the movie so that you have somebody that uh, is out of the loop, like the audience, and they can explain things to her because they're explaining them to you. And I get that. I just wish that she was there less. And I, I just yeah, she just because she's the annoying friend. Um, but the movie was good, and I, I think that you picked up on something, which is. They're throwing it back to Iron Man three with the the Shang Chi like Ten Rings thing and and the Mandarin and all that yeah. stuff from from that movie. And it's funny that they can take like the red herring from that movie, put him in this movie, and it's and it's and it still works. Yeah, great. he's awesome. And like that that character that Trevor guy comes back. It's it's great. Um, so yeah, and without I like, getting too into the spoilers of it, yeah, just a good Marvel film. Yeah, Marvel and it's a Marvel fucking. Uh, hero with more magic and i'm I'm for it because there's i mean more i mean yeah it's kung fu but like it's like more of a magic based thing you know Mm -hmm. it's like yeah i want more bring me more and my my number six is the suicide squad james gunn's uh suicide squad uh just just a fun-ass movie um idris elba crushes it uh Margot Robbie being, I, I'll never get tired of her as Harley Quinn. Um, some really, really funny moments. Uh, just a bizarre plot. Um, what I think that the first Suicide Squad movie should have been. And uh, I'm glad that they, they picked out what was good about the first one. Uh, uh, is it? It's Viola Davis, right? Is Yeah. She, she's, uh, yeah. Viola Davis uh, as the director lady. I forget the character's name. Uh, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller, yeah, and uh, and Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn, and uh, uh, freaking whatever Captain Boomerang bring him back. I guess um, they picked up all the all the things that I liked about the first movie, made it way more fun, made it just. I actually should rewatch that movie, and they're going to spin off uh, John Cena's character. He's getting his own movie uh, that actually looks decently funny too. So, is it a movie? I thought it was a TV show. Uh, I saw HBO Max promos for it but I, I can't imagine john cena doing a tv show i think that he's got time to make movies and yeah. probably not tv shows but but yeah. but yeah so um i so uh suicide squad was on my list of movies um but it didn't make the top 10 um oh. okay and it um just because so this movie it was good it was a good movie mm-hmm. uh, when i did my list I went through and I was like, all these movies, I could watch them again. But uh, this movie, I, I didn't, it was good, but I don't think I would ever like have any interest to go out and watch it again, you know? Yeah. So that's why I didn't make the list for me. But everything you said was, you know, that I kind of, I agree. It's mm-hmm. really great. Um, everybody kills it. And yeah. Yeah, it's great. I, I think that they, they picked a really good cast and I, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, why don't you give me your number five? So my number five um, is Spider-Man, and so this is on my list. So we should uh, we should table it. Okay, all right, yeah. table it until we're at it on my yeah. list. Okay, right. uh, my number five is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> I liked it a lot. I thought it was uh, I thought it was very fun. Yeah, I, I I thought it was fun. I thought it was a a good homage to the first one. I like where they're going with it, and I love that character Phoebe. Uh, 
uh, she's awesome and Paul Rudd was awesome in it. Yeah. Super, super good. Yeah. I liked it. I didn't, uh, uh, we did a whole episode on this, so you can go back and w- listen to the episode we did. Um, I, this wasn't, yeah, it just, <laughs> I didn't like it that much, you know. There you go. I thought it was a blast. I thought it was, I thought it was good. Mm. It's just a fun, like, I, I, I clearly, this was the year of the fun movie for me, because like, these three and Venom Let There Be Carnage, like, that's all I have to say is like, I thought they were fun. I enjoyed them. I'm not going to like, oh, it should be very clear. We should have said this at the outset. These are our favorite movies of 2021 or the movies that we liked in 2021. Not yeah. what we think is objectively the best movie of 2021 or anything like that. This is yeah, not, no. <laughs> this is not that. This is just, what did we like? So, yeah. All right. Your number four. My number four is The Unforgivable with uh, Sandra Bullock and uh, Viola Davis and Vincent D'Onofrio. And it's just, this movie was just a really good movie. I, I don't know what to say. It was like, this movie was just like, I, I talked about it on one week rent, on one week rental. Um, well, yeah, the show that you're listening to. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. But like, yeah, I, I did it. I did an episode. We did a. I talked about it a little bit on the episode, and I just really like this movie. I is really good acting, mm-hmm. freaking just the chemistry between all these characters and stuff like that, and all these um, stories they have going on. I, I just, I just loved it. Uh, any movie like this that's going to make me tear up is going to uh, definitely get me on the get on the my list of favorite movies. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I just I just read the synopsis of this the other day. I I know that you had talked about it, but I just like it came back onto my radar the other day, and I was like, I gotta watch that before the year ends. Um, but uh, I can't have it on my twenty twenty two list. So if I, I'm gonna be pissed if there's a movie that I watch this year that's actually should have been at the top of my list <laughs> or something like that. Um, okay, my number four. Are you ready for a weird one? But it was. I love this fucking movie, and okay. I think everybody should watch it, and it made me so happy. It's so cute. Luca. Luca was awesome. All the, right. The Pixar movie about him, he's like a little kid that's like yeah, a sea yeah, yeah. monster. Man, I have not cried in a movie that hard in a while. Yeah. And just because, like, I, I think the way that I've talked about this, I, we weren't doing the podcast, I think, when I watched it, but um, – if I if I had talked to you about it before, what I've said is that Pixar is now doing movies where it feels like there's a movie for everyone. Um, yeah. If you have a really strong connection to a sibling, there's Onward. If you have, or, or if you have a really strong connection to your sister, there's uh, Frozen. If you um, uh, like Soul for me, Soul for Soul for me, just. I, caught, I cried so hard. I was like, yeah. oh, that's, a, that's a fucking great movie. There's a movie for everybody now, and and that makes me super happy. And Luca was that movie for me. I was like, yeah. this is the Pixar movie that speaks to me. And I think that at the just the fact that it's like him kind of exploring uh, being a human and, you know, them kind of it was the theme of it is, you know, you're going to be told not to do things and you just ultimately have to do what makes you happy. Yeah. And uh, as a trans person, I was like, this speaks to me. I, I needed to hear this and I, I love it. Um, yeah. So I was a fan. It was a really good movie. Um, it was, it was kind of hard for me to um, like, I was just thinking about, it. I loved it. You know, mm-hmm. it just, it didn't hit like me. Um, it, I mean, it didn't hit for me. 
like that, like Soul did or like uh, Inside Out, you know, or stuff like that. And so it was it was good, you know, to Pixar, of course, is going to be good, but it just, yeah. you know, so it, it didn't make my top 10, but it's, it's definitely in like my top 15. Yeah, no, Luca's. I actually want to go watch it again because I I just love it. It's so cool and the whole Italian uh, like aesthetic of it. Oh, and also, it's totally <laughs> it's totally um oh shit. Call me by your name, but for kids, <laughs> and I love yeah. that too. Um, I also really quickly want to acknowledge chat. I see that JPET twenty seven has said I remember when they advertised it to be on the big screen, and then four weeks later they pulled it from the big screen to release. Uh, uh, from the big screen release and moved it over to Disney Plus. Was that for Luca and was that, or is that Soul? No, Soul got put onto Disney Plus right after being scheduled for. Uh, oh no, Luca. Okay, I'm being told Luca was uh, was moved over, which I love because I was able to sit at home and not cry in front of people at the theater. Uh, I just got to sob in my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great movie. Fantastic. All right. So, Stacks, give me your number three. So, my number three was the Demon Slayer movie, the uh, Mungin, Mungin Train. Um, I. Okay. Demon Slayer. Yeah. You've never. Have you, movie. You've never seen Demon Slayer? No, no. Okay. I know it's an anime. I actually I, I saw this on the racks at Target the other day, and I was like, oh, there's an anime movie, like, on the, like, out this week thing like the big movies and i yeah. was surprised this movie so, is so fucking me, great <laughs> yeah okay what's demon slayer and what's the movie about okay so uh, quickly I, I, 45 okay, seconds okay, okay okay quickly demon slayer the tv show the anime is about this corp uh corporation of like these uh assassin well not assassin these like demon slayers fucking demon slayers and uh-huh. there's demons in the world and they kill the demons that's essentially uh-huh. the show um <laughs> That's essentially the show, right? Um, okay. And the show stars this kid whose um, whole family was killed by a demon, and his sister turned into a demon. And so he joins the Demon Slayer Corps to um, learn how to fight demons and how to turn his sister back normal. That's the TV show, right? And then so. Is it on Crunchyroll? It is on Crunchyroll, and it's dubbed. Perfect. Yes, it's really good. Um, and okay. then the movie just kind of picks up after the show and it's done so well and like i wouldn't suggest watching the movie if you don't know the tv show you can if you want to um and i think you'd probably get most of it um but this movie is fucking beautifully fucking animated and it does 2d 3d graphics really well the story is really good um it's just this is by far for me the best animated movie of the year and i saying that no and i saw luca you know and and there's other and there's fired okay (laughs) no i'm just saying like luca's really good but this movie is just like it just like kind of just like it's it's really good it's just really fucking good i don't know i just i just love it so okay yeah that's just my number three I got my Crunchyroll subscription for a little while longer, and I will, uh, I'll give it a go. Also, go watch Kaiji. I, I'm loving Kaiji. Okay, uh, my number three, Dune. Dune was so good. Dune was awesome, and I missed the part at the beginning where it says part one. <laughs> and I so when when 
the stuff at the end was happening. I was like, yo, we got to go. Like, we got to move. There's stuff that needs to happen um, still. And then the credits rolled. I was disappointed. But I think that Dune is... I understand that it's part of the story. And for what they set up and how they've done it, I'm a huge fan. This made me a huge fan of the Dune franchise. I went and started... Uh, I'm going to say reading the books, but you all know I'm listening to the books because I don't read. Um, I'm doing the audiobook and... Man, they throw some stuff at you quick and fast. They're like, this is a Gamjabar. This is our, our uh, Arcades? Our house? No, house. Like, our treaties. House, our And then there's Arrakis as the planet, and they're just throwing fucking shit at you left and right. Um, but they set it up all pretty well, and I, I'm, I'm in on that universe. Uh, give me anything with Oscar Isaac. Give me anything with Zendaya. Timothy Chalamet. Okay, 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 cool. Whatever. And, uh, and Jason Momoa is in it. And, like, it's fucking lit i am all about uh sci-fi movies and i'm i just want to be taken by this like i want this to be a new star wars franchise for me of just like there's this whole world and this is all so cool and there's this and that and blah 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 uh atreides yeah and it's it's great i love dune go watch dune yeah i i when i started dune um Mm -hmm. i got like five minutes in and then like it was it was moving too slow for me. I know I'm probably going to like it. Um, yeah. I just, it was, I wasn't really in the mode oh, for that kind of movie when I saw it. So I didn't uh, end up watching it. Uh, yeah. I need to go. I need to go watch it. It's great. I, I went and saw it in theaters. I was in Austin. I went to the Alamo draft house. I watched it in theaters. I had some lovely white queso with some chips and watched it and was all about it. Went home was like, that was amazing. Sometimes they're whispery in the movie. I was like, I miss certain lines and stuff like that. Immediately watched it like that night on my iPad again. It's great. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, all of that said, um, that was only number three. What's your number two? All right. Um, my number two and my number one movie were really hard to um, juggle. but And I don't think you're going to have these. Um, but uh, my number two movie... It mm-hmm. is the harder they fall, uh, the western, the western movie with Idris Elba, uh, Jonathan Majors, Zazie Beetz, um, uh, freaking, um, why am I blanking on his name from um, Atlanta, and um, Donald Glover? No, not Donald Glover. Um, Darius. He's in Atlanta, though. Darius, I, I don't know why I'm. Blanking. I've seen two minutes of Atlanta before. Uh, oh, Lakeith Stanfield, Lakeith Stanfield, oh, my favorite actor. Yeah, yeah, and so and Regina King's also in it, um, and and it's just a really great movie. I love fucking, um, I love fucking uh, westerns, mm-hmm. and I love modern. I, okay, I love modern westerns, and this is a really fucking great movie. It's a western. The only it's a star. It's an all black cast, um, and it's and that's the only thing that has effect on is that fucking they're just black, right? It's still a western. There's no like kind of like message they're trying to send or anything like that for people out there who hate that kind of stuff. And it's just a really good, it scratches all those western itches. Um, great fucking acting. This movie feels like a Tarantino movie, the way it's directed, the way they do certain shots, uh, the way some characters act. 
uh, it's just really fucking good. And it's just uh, this West, uh, this, this, um, this gang versus this gang. And it's fucking kick ass. And it's great. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to see it. Uh, is that on a streaming service? That's a Netflix thing, right? Yeah, that's a Netflix original. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I'll have to, I'll check that out. I think I'll check that out like ASAP. Yeah. Um, I, I want to quickly point out the chat was on my side. They saw that you put Spider-Man No Way Home at five. They were upset with you, and I was egging them on. I was like, you're right. Stax so, is crazy. Stax so, is the worst. And then I got called out for been putting Venom at 10. <laughs> so listen, so literally... Venom's um, not going to be a lot of lists, okay? <laughs> Spider-Man, so Spider-Man was going to be my number three, but uh-huh. I moved it up just because I don't... I'll talk more. I'll, I'll talk more about it when, when, whenever you get to it. Okay. So, yeah. So that was my number two. Harder they fall. Love it. Go see. Okay. It. Got it. Got it. Uh, my number two. No time to die. The 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 final Daniel Craig film uh, as Bond. It hits so fucking hard. I cried. It's just. It hit on so many levels. There's a lot of references to old James Bond stuff in there that I love. Um, I think the story's awesome. I don't know. This movie, like, I love that franchise. Uh, I think that Pierce Brosnan is my Bond because I watched those a lot as a kid. I think that, but, like, I think that, man, no, fucking Daniel Craig's my favorite Bond. I feel like the grittiness of his Bond movies were so good. And you've got some serious bangers in there. As long as we can forget about Quantum of Solace. Like Casino Royale, just a really, really standout, solid movie on its own. Yeah. And then you get uh, Quantum of Solace, which wasn't very good, but um, Skyfall's amazing. Uh, Spectre yeah. was pretty good. Uh, no Time to Die, just yeah. so good. I'm, for, I'm forgetting one in there, aren't I? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. Five, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, but fucking. I wanted I I need to watch this movie because I love James Bond and it, it's yeah. just like you know I just haven't been in that mood to watch it yet you know but I love James Bond and if I would have saw it I it just definitely would have been probably somewhere in my top ten just because yeah. I just it, you know what this probably this movie would have probably been re- I would have played I probably would have pl- replaced without remorse with James Bond essentially like the same shit you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I just... I think it was just such an amazing send-off for him. I love it. Yeah. Um, I actually want to see it again a lot. Um, okay, uh, Stax, your number one movie. Your favorite movie of 2021. You said it was Paw Patrol. I'm going to put it in here for you. There we go. <laughs> so, my number one movie. I know nobody's probably seen this, but it is fucking Psycho Gorman. I... Like when I say I love this movie, I fucking love this movie. Um, it, it, it's it, it's okay. Imagine this. Imagine a '90s Power Ranger monsters, like how like um, the villains in Power Rangers would look. Imagine that mixed with mixed in like a '90s. Like an '80s or '90s sci-fi original B horror movie with dark comedy. It, it, it's it's a fucking it, this movie is a fucking ride. Um, yeah. it's full of practical effects and they look freaking great. Um, it's 
quote unquote a horror movie, but not really. It's like it's like <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's it's kind of there's like some parts that are kind of like gory, but not like gory like people's arms and limbs. It's just like I'm gonna zap you, and you're gonna turn into this gross-looking animal, <laughs> or you know. <laughs> so, is is this movie is super over the top? It's cheesy, and it does it in the best way. All the actors in this movie know what kind of movie they're doing, and they're like, "Okay, we're we're going full in." And the child actor, there's there's child actors in this movie, and <laughs> they and it really the child other than Psycho Gorman himself, the main characters are child actors, and it feels like you know, we have stacks hates child actors <laughs> and this movie is freaking off the wall please and it's not it's, it's not like jump scary or nothing like that go watch this movie i fucking love this movie i could watch this movie one time a week and and still enjoy it this movie is really good um uh back in october um when i was doing the halloween streams uh, watch just watching movies on your Discord uh, live streaming. Um, mm-hmm. Me and you watched that movie, The Void, where it was like mm-hmm. they were in. You remember that one? Yeah, no, yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was, but it's a lot of body horror stuff, which is what this sounds like. Yeah, and so it's written and directed by the same guy, but this one has a totally different vibe. It's more of a comedy, and yeah. I love this movie. I love it. Everybody, go watch it. Okay, Psycho Gorman. Dax is number one movie of the year. Um, my movie, no surprise, I already said it was uh, higher on my list, but we've gotten down to one spot. It's yep. Spider-Man No Way Home. It's... Fucking banger of a movie. It's <laughs> so good, and the fact that they can take 20 years of Spider-Man movie history and put it all into a package that works, and obviously I'm going to go no spoilers on this. This is the newest movie, and I know everybody's going to see it, so yeah. no spoilers whatsoever. Um, it's just the this way mo- that Marvel, the way that Marvel movies, the, the the Marvel movies have built upon themselves where you can see 23 movies and you have history with all of these characters and all this stuff is, is amazing. The fact that they branch out of that to other universes uh, with like Doc Ock and stuff like that, is fucking it's mind-blowing it's uh, something i don't think we've seen and i don't think it's something that we'll see again for quite a while because of how long it took to get here and yeah. uh just a really solid movie and the perfect end to a trilogy of films for for tom holland yeah um th- is this movie was really 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 good right so the only reason why it's number five on my list is because it's such a new movie and mm-hmm. I only saw it once. And so I'm like, I don't want to put this as my number one. And mm-hmm. it's not real. And I don't really think it's my number one or whatever like that. And I was just kind of be like, maybe it's just kind of new. Maybe it's just like, it's just so fresh in my mind. I just want to put it at number one. So, but like, I'll put it number five. I'll put it, you know, not, num- it was number three. Mm-hmm. If I put it at number three, I said, and I'll move it down just because. I don't want to put it higher if it's, you know, just a movie. If it's yeah. just because it's fresh in my mind. But this movie's really good. I cried. Um and I cried so, a few times. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really freaking good. There's a couple know? couple gut punches in there. A couple gut yeah. punches. Yeah, everybody kills it. Ugh. Yeah. So. And 
without uh, with well, there's no there's no more slots. There's no more slots on the list. So that's uh, that's the top ten movies for Stacks and I this year. Mine are Spider Man No Way Home, No Time to Die, Dune, Luca, Ghostbusters, Afterlife. Uh, the Suicide Squad, Free Guy, Last Night in Soho, Shang-Chi and Ten Rings, and Venom Let There Be Carnage. And Stax's list is Psycho Gorman, The Harder They Fall, Demon Slayer Movie. Uh, I, I, you, you, there was a subtitle of the Demon Slayer Movie, and I didn't catch it, so I just put Demon Slayer Movie. Uh, the Unforgivable, Spider-Man No Way Home, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, Candyman, Zola, Without Remorse. And then he fucking put three movies in the 10th slot, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, the Fear Street Movies, uh, one through three. And I see that the chat's turning on me. I don't care. I don't care. I like what I like. The only way that he's going to change his bad opinions is if we we bully him for them. Um, uh, welcome in, Rainlight. I see uh, a friend of the friend of the channel, Rainlight, is in chat, and uh, it's good to see him. Um, so, so, real quick, yeah. did you have mm-hmm. a movie that you saw this year that was the worst movie that comes to mind? Um, Army of the Dead. Uh, yeah. Then I was kind. Of, I was kind of decently hyped for it because it reminded me so much of Dead Rising Two, which is you know zombie movies or zombie like that's a zombie video game. Zombies in Vegas is such a fun idea when you have yeah. the different casinos and the different like performers in outfits and they're zombies. Like I love that shit. Um, Army of the Dead was just disappointing because how quickly it turned into Alien. It's a ripoff of Alien. Um, and yeah. I don't think it did really anything that inventive. It, it, it was entertaining enough to watch, but it was the movie that I forgot the quickest and it just didn't live up to my expectations. And uh, um, I saw that they had a Army of Thieves like spinoff movie come out, which is interesting because it happened very quickly. It's like they had it in the, in the queue already. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, um, had no interest in watching that. It just looked like I didn't, it just didn't look like something I would, I know I would yeah. like. So the, the movie I hated the most this year mm-hmm. was freaking Mortal Kombat. I hated this movie okay. so much. Yeah. Okay. It was, and I love when, I love dumb action movies, <laughs> and this movie was so fucking dumb, <laughs> not in the fun way, you know. And so it, it just eh, the characters are bad. The way they did stuff was bad. I don't know. It was just really freaking bad, and yeah, just not interesting at all. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't have high hopes for it. I went back to watch the old Matrix or the old not Matrix movies, more combat movies to kind of like build up to that and i couldn't even get through the first one so i never even tried the new one <laughs> yeah the the honestly the best motor combat uh content is the um youtube series that they did um oh. that's that's the best mortal if you want to watch something mortal combat go watch that it's on um go watch uh, mortal combat rebirth and they took it they the the um the youtube series it, it um it went more of a um like how it Mortal Kombat would be in modern times, uh-huh. and so it's really good, way better than this this uh, sham they put out. I thought you were going to say the best Mortal Kombat like stuff in there was when somebody yells Mortal Kombat because that, yeah. that would get me hype. But <laughs> that's it. <laughs> um, all right, so I think that wraps up our best and now worst of 2021. Um, you want to start talking about Matrix Resurrection? 
yeah, let's get into okay. it. Okay. All right. So first off, we're gonna we're gonna do a spoiler-free impressions of Matrix Resurrection, and then we're gonna put like a blinking red light. There won't actually be a blinking red light. You could we could actually make a blinking red light. We could do the exclamation point flash, make the lights flash. But um, we're going to give you a big heads up when we start to get into the spoilers because we're gonna go through the plot. So if you have not seen Matrix Resurrection, um, that'll be your cue to get out. Um, just in case you don't want to be spoiled. So today we're going to be talking about Matrix Resurrection, uh, starring Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, Jessica Henwick, uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen. I was worried that I was going to fuck that up, but I looked up how to pronounce Yahya, and that's what it said, and that's what yeah. I'm sticking with. Uh, got a runtime of two hours and 28 minutes, sitting on 64% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and 63% of the audience, which I feel like is rare, where like the critics and the audience are so like aligned on something. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's kind of fair. It's kind of where, where I was at on it. Um, directed by Lana Wachowski, um, who did Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions, V for Vendetta, and Speed Racer. Um, some of those were with her sister, Lily Wachowski. I think all of them were with Lily Wachowski. Uh, and I think that this is like only the second movie that one of them has gone solo. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. Uh, my spoiler-free thoughts on the film is that it's a pretty good retelling of the first movie. It's definitely like a feels like a soft reboot. Um, we get new characters. We get. Um, does it, I say it's kind of a retelling of the first movie because there's a lot of similar elements that we'll get to in the in the uh, the spoiler-filled section. Um, uh, I like that there's uh, they kind of use old footage throughout the film. That's kind of cool when uh, when they're drawing parallels. That's I like that. Um, and uh, I'm realizing that my the rest <laughs> the rest of the things on my spoiler free impressions of of the film notes were not that spoiler free. So I'll, I'll abort on those. But um, fun movie uh, retains a lot of what the Matrix was. Action could have been better namely with one of the characters and i'll get to that um but it it's it's a modern matrix movie and it's and they they touch on a lot of cool concepts and ideas and um and modernize it in a, in a very cool way it was kind of weird to see a matrix movie look this sharp uh, i think this is the first movie that they shot di digital whereas the other three were filmed with uh in super 35 i think is what it was called um, 35 millimeter film, yeah. um, which might be the graininess that we talked about previously, uh, why it looked like that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't hate what they did and I'm curious to see if they'll do more movies, um, based on this. Cause I think they could go either way. Um, I did not like this movie What? I didn't like it. I mean the, okay. So it's, it's, I don't like it for the same reason. Yes, I, why do you hate fun? I, I don't like it. The core, of the, core, the core of the problem here. <laughs> I don't like it for the same reason. I don't like Ghostbusters Afterlife. It's just you're retelling the same story. Uh -huh. Like, you, you know, continue from where you were, but don't just do it in a way where you're just telling the same story again. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And that's exactly what, ghostbusters afterlife did they continued it but yeah. they retold the same story yeah. and that's what this one did and i yeah i don't like that and this is this is definitely the force awakens where i yeah. was like, oh hey look here's all this old cool shit that i like 
but it's new and there's new characters and isn't this fun and new until you know three quarters of the way through the movie you're like oh it's the same shit i've seen this before you know yeah. this is a a retelling of of what kicked off the franchise and maybe that's just reboot sequel reboot sequel or reboot trilogy 101 is just uh, let's take what people liked and do it different introduce a whole new generation of people and then we can go from there but that's that's all you're getting in this movie yeah it's just it's and it's just i felt like this movie was just missing uh, outside of like you know the theory stuff you know this movie was just missing like good fight scenes and good action and you know the good good there's like no good uh, gun stuff you know it's just like you know it's just, uh, i don't know it's just i have a theory on this and i think that i think that we'll we'll get into it when we talk about the plot but i think i have a theory as to why the action was just kind of mid yeah yeah so we'll yeah we can talk about that later and so it's you know but it's just movies not fucking just i don't know and it's meta and why does it need to, why did it need to be so fucking meta it's i don't know this movie i just didn't like it i'm never gonna watch this again and if they do do a sequel i'm never gonna watch the sequel so let's not if you didn't listen to the last if you didn't listen to the last episode stacks is coming in way lower on this movie than he did matrix revolutions which is objectively a bad movie you know but you know what matrix revolutions works because it it kept going a story from matrix you know, revolution works is, is it, it probably works, the most controversial works, opinion you've had it works in the trilogy uh-huh. that it was in this movie doesn't it, it, it tries to add to that try to add okay. to those trilogies in a bad way that's and, a, that's a good point that's actually that's i think a fair criticism because it's you can look at it and say they they released matrix revolution six months after matrix reloaded they didn't have time to adjust they had 20 years to make this movie and somehow it wasn't amazing yeah and it's like even if you like even if like i don't know even if i don't know it just feels like yeah like you had more than enough time even if you're working on other stuff even if you're busy with speed racer there's got to be like you have downtime where you're like if i ever do another matrix sequel how would this look what what would the story be you know and it just felt like you know hey we want to do a new matrix movie Mm -hmm. let's make money and so, looking, when looking at the IMDb page today, I realized that the writers on this are Lana Wachowski, but it says based on created uh, characters created by, and then it's written by David Mitchell and Alexander Heman, uh, Heman, H E M O N, um, and I think that uh, I think that Lana Wachowski might not have been uh, directly involved in in writing this movie so much as they were just her characters, and she probably had a a a creative direction role in shaping the script it sounds like but not as one of the primary writers so they may have come to her with this script and said we want you to direct this but it doesn't sound like it was her script that being said she's the director so and there there are her characters so i think that she probably had input but i don't know the execution was was not was not flawless but i like the movie enough yeah I, i think i i think it's a solid like six or seven out of 10 for me, like right in there. Yeah. And even if, and if they wanted to do that, if they wanted to like, okay, Hey, we want to, we want to redo the matrix and we want you to direct it, but we're going to start 
we're going to bring different people in and we're going to write it in a different direction. That would, that would have been fine. Right. But like, yeah, they, like there's, they just didn't do it good. Like Marvel did that. I'm pretty sure where they like, cause wasn't like, uh, John Favreau, wasn't he like the Favreau. kind of the Favreau, wasn't he like the top dog of the Marvel cinematic universe for like Iron Man and that stuff. And then maybe it switched initially, in. maybe initially cause he directed the first Iron Man movie, but they, I, I don't know when Kevin Feige came on the scene, but, Kevin Feige is the guy who sees over oversees everything that Marvel's doing, and he's kind of like the the captain of the ship in, in that yeah. sense. I I, so. I thought he I, I thought he I thought um, Kevin. I, I mean, I thought John was like. I'm, I Fe- thought he was like. Fevreau might have been that to begin with because yeah. it was just the Iron Man movie, and then it then I think that they started doing the other movies and had it all plug into the Avengers. But at some point, it became such a massive thing that they probably needed that somebody who. Had a had a different has a, had a bigger vision of it and could oversee it. I don't know exactly when Feige took over though. Yeah, but either way, that transition worked. They did it and whatever. And I feel like they could have figured out a way to do this to where it wasn't just hey, we're going to write this, right? We're going to write what we think a Matrix movie is, and then you're going to direct what you think a Matrix movie should be. Yeah, and it just didn't work. Yeah, I was trying to figure out uh, uh, the series would be produced by Marvel Studios rather than Marvel Television with Feige a hands-on role in each series development. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know when. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know exactly when uh, Feige took over, and I don't want to, I don't want to spend my time googling. But, but that would be an interesting question to ask. So, yeah. So yeah. Um, well, in that case, uh, maybe we have have some more. Uh, criticisms as we get into the plot and we can talk about things as as they happen in the film and uh we can get into the nitty-gritty here so here's your flashing light chat if you haven't seen matrix resurrections we're going full spoilers going full spoilers now so uh if you would like you can politely exit the chat um if i do end up streaming games after this i'll put out a thing in discord just so that you know but this is your warning Oh, are the lights off? Hang on. Got a police and we got a police in chat, and it didn't it didn't set off the lights. That should work. No. There we go. Yes, there's your flashing lights. We're going spoilers now, so everybody knows. All right. And before we so, get into the spoilers, I just want to say uh, this episode is brought to you by Fight Milk. <laughs> Fight Milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, great, I, I great actually idea. we should we should start writing ad ad copy that is uh that's just like absurd and yeah. just putting it in and just so that people know where ads will go <laughs> one day eventually. Oh, I love that idea, and we could just like promote just the fakest the fakest stuff sure or nuts. like stuff from like um, TV shows. Like huh? this episode is brought to you by Duff Beer. Yeah, <laughs> this this episode is brought to you by Joe's Mortuary. You stab him, we slab him. <laughs> All right. Oh man! All right. <laughs> I'm literally face palming in the drive-through. <laughs> Epic. Keep your eyes on the road. What are you getting? Also, bring me something. Uh, 
Uh, okay, so here we go with the plot of Matrix. Actually, you know what? Hang on. I, I apologize. I just remembered because this doesn't usually happen. But as always, there's the opportunity for you, the viewer, to write into the show. And we got our very first uh, viewer review posted in uh, in the Discord here. So let me grab that, and I'll give some spoiler-free thoughts from our friend Epic. Let's see. Where's the thingy at? Movie reviews. And here's the Word document. Where'd it go? <laughs> Oh, here, wait, is this it? That's it. Um, uh, Epic says, so I watched The Matrix Resurrection. Was it worth the HBO Max sub? Maybe not by itself, but it was enjoyable. I enjoyed uh, the homage to the original trilogy. I can most definitely see that you most uh, certainly had to see the last one and important parts of three. Uh, at least you had to see at least one and the important parts of three to fully enjoy the references. I'm not convinced you can watch these movies without having watched the previous movies, which is smart. Um, the entire cast was great and very easily played into the starstruck roles. They were uh, obtusely written using white rabbit to introduce the montage of Neo's life. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the more plot stuff. So I don't, I don't want to ruin that. Um, I'm going to pull out the, the, uh, like the more general thoughts from Epic's thing. And then we'll, we'll, Maybe refer back to this later. Um, for uh, the moderately so start, they do ramp up the conflict at an enjoyable rate. The only real downside to this is the story. Overall, uh, if you watch Matrix 1, you've watched Matrix 4. So Epic picked up on the same thing as we did, which is uh, yeah. that this is a, a, a very much a retelling of the first one. Um, a similar plot, half the words change, moderately updated visuals, maybe a couple fourth wall jokes. Um it also feels Lana Wachowski couldn't decide what to keep out of this movie. It felt as though she took all the previous movies and wrapped them into one. The first hour released soon. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into all that stuff. Uh, I'm not saying that they can't or shouldn't continue with the Matrix universe, but this specific uh, liberate humanity story, as the movie says otherwise, should end here. Okay. Nostalgia, 8.7 out of 10. Reboot, 2.8 out of 10. Homage, fourth wall, or is it? Uh, story, 6.3 uh, out of 10. Visual, 7.5. I like that he gave number rankings for everything. Yeah, I like this. Uh, dopamine, 12.3 out of 10. I like that. I like that. Um, okay. <laughs> Previous knowledge required, 1.2 out of 3. So if you watch 1.2 of the original three movies, then you should uh, you should be good. All right, well, let's get into uh, the plot synopsis, uh, plot summary of The Matrix Resurrections. Uh, within an isolated node of The Matrix, Bugs, the captain of the Nemesine? Did they ever say the name of the ship, or is it Nemesine? I don't remember. It's M-N-E-M-O-S-Y-N-E. -E. I'm going to go with Nemesine. Sounds better. Uh, encounters a program running old code involving Trinity's discovery of Neo's location before the agents uh, of the Matrix find her. Bugs finds one of the agents behaving strangely and discovers he is actually the embodiment of Morpheus and helps set him free uh, from the node before it's erased. Now, Stax, I did mention to you that uh, this plot synopsis that I grabbed was a little bit lighter on the details, so we've got more time to talk. Um, so I do want to mention here that uh, Bugs is watching this, this play out. She realizes it's a story that she's seen before. It's basically the intro to Matrix 1 with uh, Trinity in the hotel. Um, but it's playing out with like slightly different people and young Morpheus is one of the agents and she kind of picks up on that. Yeah. I thought this was pretty cool. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate this part of it. Um, I was a little confused <laughs> on like 
where exactly was he at yeah. where exactly yeah. he was but we can talk about we can when we get further on to how they get you're, out so, you're, yeah, you're supposed to be confused i don't think that this is you know anything that you can pick up on here yeah. uh they haven't given you the clues um but i like seeing this i was like wait why is morpheus an agent that's interesting um and we kind of follow that um uh the embodiment of Morpheus and helps him free, uh, helps him get free of the node. She basically gives him the the choice, gives him the red pill, says we usually like do this, you know, more elaborately and, and give you time to process it. But uh, Morpheus goes into uh, a story, an anecdote about how he was getting out of the shower and saw lines of code everywhere. And he's kind of been questioning where he is and, and what, you know, what the world really is. Um, and so she gives him the red pill. He takes it. And, um, now, keep in mind that he is an agent, which agents are programs uh, within the Matrix that keep the Matrix uh, running, essentially. They're the, they're the police of the Matrix. Yeah. Um, uh, so she gives him the pill, which is hilarious, because he, uh, he, she initially pulls him into one of the hallways that we see in the previous movies um, that are kind of like the back doors of the world. And um, she pulls him in there and they go somewhere else and they find themselves in Thomas Anderson's apartment. She's starting to piece together that there's all this stuff from the original story that she knows. Um, and then uh, she gives him the red pill and it makes him all loopy. And she gives him her sunglasses for some reason. And he's like, I've never worn different glasses before. And he's like kind of drunk. And there's yeah. one part where he comes out of a door and pops up behind a counter and the other agents look at him and he just kind of waves like, and then she yanks him back through the door. Uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. I like this stuff. Um, she uh, she starts talking to Seek, who is her operator. Um, they're trying to find a, a door out. Um, she They flee. They eventually do get uh, free of the agents, and then they dive through a window and exit the Matrix. Smash cut over to Thomas Anderson, who is a successful game developer, having created a trilogy of games uh, based on his dreams of the Matrix. Uh, I believe the game was called Binary, but they talk, they call it the Matrix and all that. He's created the video game The Matrix um, with the aid of his business partner, uh, Smith. I mean, it it's implied that he's that Smith is based on his business partner, but I don't think Smith is the business partner's name. I forget what it is. Uh his name? Oh no, he's just Smith. I don't. I don't think they give him a name here, but yeah, we'll find out later that he is yeah. Smith. When they uh, introduced him, it was a pretty cool thing where he's like, he he just says uh, the Smith quote. He says and, the line, yeah, yeah. Because and this Neo's is the going, yeah. You know, he's just going in and out of like, uh, yeah. just remembering the stuff that happened in the previous movies. And yeah, then, Smith. Uh, Neo's remembering the, the the events of the previous Matrix movies as like very vivid dreams. It seems like, and he walks into his business partner's office and he says the one of the quotes that Smith says. I forget what the exact quote was. Uh, delivers it very similarly as Smith, and uh, we get these. We start to get these cool like interstitial cuts from like old old footage, and I really enjoyed that throughout the film. We'll see it a couple more times when stuff that's happening parallels stuff that happened previously. We'll just get a, a cut to like something from the old movie. And I like how much old footage was in there and how it was kind of played with. Um, yeah, it was um, added in there really well. I will give it that. Uh, 
Thomas Anderson's uh, assistant guy, Jude, uh, says, let's go grab a coffee. I'm buying. Uh, they head over to a nearby coffee shop, which they frequent, called Simulate, which I loved. Um, and there they encounter Tiffany, which is Tiffany's played by Carrie Ann Moss. Um, and a married mom, mother, a married mother that reminds him of his dreams of Trinity. Uh, Jude says, Hey man, you want me to like introduce her? I think he says, <laughs> he's like, look at her total fucking milf. Right. And, uh, Neo yeah. gives him a good look. Hate uh, hate I hate, I hate the whole scene. I hate the whole scene and I hate the, the guy. Um, and I was like, man, this guy's so fucking punchable. But then you learn out later why. And I think it's great. Like, I, I think it all makes sense. Um, as we as the events uh, unfold, uh, binary was the new game. So this, I'm referring to Epic in the chat. Binary was the new game he was supposed to be working on. He got famous for the original trilogy of the Matrix games. Yeah, and they make it uh, clear that he's done with the Matrix. He's done with the Matrix story. Um, he goes into his boss's office, and I think there's this is where we get the meta jokes of uh, Warner Brothers says they're going to make a sequel if we do it, you know, whether we want to be a part of it or not. And I was like, man, is this Lana Wachowski speaking directly to us? And how did this get by WB? Because um, it feels very much like what happened in the real world is probably that they were like, hey, we haven't done a Matrix movie in a while, and we think that would probably make some money. And Lana Wachowski is like, no, nah, we're done with that story. And they're like, we're going to make it either way. You could be a part of it or you cannot. Uh, and that's very much what this scene feels like. Yeah, and I hated it so much. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I hate when him and his uh, the other game developers are like, "Oh, and we should do this, and we should do this." What do people love about the blah 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 blah? And I just. I, I did that. like I did like the stuff with the developers where they're saying the same thing over and over again. That guy has the quote of being like, "People want to want us up in their gray matter, flicking their what the fuck light or whatever," you know. Uh, and the, they just keep saying the same thing over and over again, and it really does sell to you that Thomas Anderson is stuck in a loop, and he is plagued by his memories or dreams of the Matrix, um, and knows that something isn't right, and he's just going through the motions, and it just feels all wrong for him. Um, which I thought was an interesting thing. I, at this point in the movie, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Because it's really weird. Like, he made a Matrix video game? Like, what's going on? Um, yeah, there's a lot of fourth wall breaking. Uh, I do want to refer to the chat. King Salt says, I'm so confused. And I don't know if it's because of my plot reading or if uh, this is just a new stream for him. And he's not, uh, he's like, what the hell are you guys doing? We do a podcast here called One Week Rental, and we're doing a podcast. Um, it's a movie review of Matrix Resurrection. Um, okay, so. Uh, yeah, the, the Jude guy says total fucking MILF. Uh, he does introduce, uh, Thomas Anderson to Carrie Ann Moss, uh, Trinity, uh, or Tiffany, I'm sorry. Um, they have a conversation, uh, they shake hands. I think they both know something's going on. Her kids show up. She's got a husband. It's a whole thing. It's, it's great. Um, yeah. Uh, Thomas Anderson has trouble keeping his dreams separate from reality, uh, but his therapist consults him and provides him blue pills to keep his sanity. And I, I like this aspect, the fact that they're constantly feeding him the blue pills to keep him stuck in the matrix and telling him that he had a psychotic break and stuff like that is interesting. Yeah. Um, his therapist is, of course, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, um, who we will later learn is the analyst. Um, but he's given him the blue pills to keep him kind of docile and in the matrix. Um, and they talk about how uh, 
Thomas Anderson attempted suicide. He was at a video game awards uh, party on top of a of a skyscraper, and everybody talks about how he he jumped. Uh, uh, but and so a lot of the pills and the the therapy that he's doing, people make refer- references to his psychotic break and things like that. Um, so he's not happy in the Matrix because I think he knows that something's going on that the, yeah. that he's stuck in a loop. Uh, so he. Uh, Thomas Anderson notices an intruder in one of his private instances of the game, and I believe this is Neo and or, uh, Morpheus and Bugs when they're escaping. I think he's is when he starts to see the glitch uh, in in the Matrix, and he's he looks into it and and tells everybody it's just a crash and kind of plays it off. Um, that's actually before he goes into the office with Smith. Um, so so was he? So were, was Morpheus in the game? Um, yeah, they keep referring to it to it as a modal, but um, what I gather is that Neo has these vivid memories or dreams about the Matrix, and that he created Morpheus as a character in the game um, to as and like gave him a way out. Uh, and, and, like he set it up where Morpheus is in the game and gave him all the same uh, ideals and. Um, the, the mission to find Neo, like that's what Morpheus says is that he starts to see the, the patterns and stuff. Um, and he just, and he tells bugs, I knew what I had to do was to find Neo. And so that's when bugs is like, Oh shit, this is Morpheus. I got to get him out of here. And so I, it sounds like in making a game, uh, Thomas Anderson has built the matrix as a video game, but put elements in there that could, come out of the game and then save him. It sounds like he set it up as like a, you know, yeah, it's a very cerebral movie. Like it's very, it plays with your mind a lot. Um, Better so than like two and three did where they were just all theory and it was boring and it wasn't fun. Like this stuff was actually fun and I was into the mystery here. Um, So he notices an intruder in one of his private instances of the game, but later finds the instance has been deleted by Smith uh, outside the Matrix, Bugs and Morpheus discover Neo's signal within the Matrix, despite the, their belief that he had died. Uh, they connect Neo to Anderson, uh, like the, they're the same person, and realize that he's been unconsciously running the node to allow Mor- Morpheus to be found. Um, uh, I think that that's, that's what we were just talking about, is that he's running this node, this modal, uh, with all of the stuff that set up the original Matrix uh, movie as a way of like creating the environment for it to happen so that he could be rescued basically. Um, the uh, bugs and her allies um, enter the matrix to help locate Neo's body in the real world. That happened. This, this synopsis is making me feel weird. They bugs and her allies enter the matrix to help locate Neo's body in the real world. When they talk about the real world, they're talking about where is like his pod. Yeah, I think um I think it was like in the first movie where um like wasn't wasn't the whole point of the red pill wasn't that the whole point of that was yes. them to find Yes. The it blocks the right? signal or whatever yeah, yeah. something so that they can yeah they're like it's like the the send receive signal or whatever that they say uh so that they can find you in the real world. Yeah, so they but uh and this synopsis I think cuts out uh the big part where basically um 
Morpheus, yeah, Morpheus and Bugs go into the Matrix. They go to the office that Neo works at. Um, they Neo needed to take the red pill. Epic says in chat, which yeah, that's that's exactly it. Thank you guys. Um, they go in. They, there's the fire alarm at his at his uh, software development building, the the game studio. Um, everybody's leaving. He gets a text message of like, you know who this is. Take the door at the end of the hall. He goes in the bathroom. He's confronted by young uh, Morpheus. Um, he says, you know, we're, we're here to get you out. He uh, talks to Seek. Seek says, you know, we, we only can keep the, the door open for so long. Uh, Morpheus sticks his hand through the mirror. Um, Neo thinks that he's having a psychotic break as he's now stopped taking his, his blue pills. Um, and he's saying, you're not real. He kind of starts to flee as he's running down the hallway. The hallway explodes. Uh, he's thrown. In. I hate that shot. It's in all the trailers, and it looks fake as fuck, and I hate it. Uh, there's an explosion, and Neo like flies through the air with his arms kind of flailing, and it looks dumb as shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> so fucking stupid. He lands on the ground. Uh, uh, it's like there's like SWAT teams starting to come in through the hallways. Um, a gunfight ensues. Morpheus is uh, is shooting the the cops agents as they're you know um, trying to uh, get to Neo. Um, his boss and business partner, business partner guy, comes in. Um, we start to get like little snippets of like flashbacks of Smith as he picks up a gun off the floor. Um, starts to assume his role as Smith. Uh, picks up the gun. I think he starts shooting at Neo here. Um, none of this is in my notes. Um, uh, eventually, Morpheus and Neo. How do they get out? What happens here? <laughs> do you? Um, do you recall? They don't. They um. Doesn't he get like, because they don't succeed, and then uh-huh. like, he wakes up. Doesn't he wake up in like? He just it just bed. snaps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird uh, because yeah, the, you're, you're, I think you're right there. Um, uh, they look at his body in the real world, discover that Smith uh, is Smith is Agent Smith. Wow, who would have seen that coming? Um, having been uh, keeping close watch over Anderson's activities, Bugs helps Anderson to elude Smith. Uh, and his new ability to take control over numerous uh, individuals within the Matrix as a swarm. Um, that's instead of agents coming after everybody and taking over individual people, their new ability is that they can just take over everybody and it's like this swarm mode thing and then people just turn into zombies and like run at the bad guys or run at the, the our heroes, basically. Um, Bugs and Morpheus explain to uh, Neo what the matrix is and his perception of reality already waning. Uh, Anderson agrees to be extracted. Um, I think that's when they take him to the, uh, uh, the same building that Morpheus originally told Thomas Anderson about the, the matrix and he offered him the red and blue pill. Uh, mm-hmm. They have that really cool effect with the projector on the screen. And it's like, they're like, this is footage from your game. And it's literally like the, the old movie footage. Yeah. Um, and we've got young Morpheus there, and uh, ultimately, I think he takes the red pill here. Um, starts to he sees the analyst through the mirror, and starts to go through the mirror. Uh, I think they yank him back. Uh, they get a portal, or they take a back door. They wind up on a train. Uh, they're fucking firing rockets through por- through back doors and blowing up the train. And ultimately, they go into the train bathroom and find a very small mirror with which to crawl through um, for Neo to escape the Matrix. Um, Neo wakes up in a pod, finding that uh, a nearby pod contains Trinity, but machine entities loyal to bugs recover him before he can free her. And they're like, 
versus in the first movie where there's like this whole field of humans and pods. This one is in a silo and there's only two pods and it's Neo and Trinity. Um, he gets rescued by, uh, uh, what, what do they call them? Synthians or something like that. It was like sentient, but like, but not human. basically yeah, Something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. The <laughs> word seemed like a portmanteau of those two things. Um, uh, where was I in my notes? Um, loyal to bug. Yeah. So the, uh, machines loyal to, uh, the bugs recover him and uh, take him back to the Nemesine um, and to the new human sanctuary of Io, where he is reintroduced to a very elderly Niobe. Niobe explains 60 years have passed in the real world since the end of the machine war, and human survivors have allied with machines to keep the system working against the anomaly within. Um, there's a lot more backstory here about how um, in the third movie, Neo uh, ends the war between machines and man um, by removing agent Smith. That was kind of his deal um, with them, but that there was a civil war among the machines. Um, so now some of the machines are allied with humans um, and they're fighting back against uh, this anomaly. Uh, Niobe uh, takes Neo to meet Sati um, an exile program. He had previously met. Oh, we also get some backstory before, before we get to that bullet we get backstory that morpheus is dead um yeah. that he couldn't stop seeing the war as human versus machine um and that that led to his downfall um what niobe has embraced is that they live they built io with machines that they're living in harmony with with machines and she's kind of not down for neo because the, his whole morpheus was following neo's uh path in his eyes that you know they had to defeat the machines that it was us versus them um and niobe's trying to get trying to move away from that um and has moved away from that um hi palm we're doing a, a live podcast um so i'm not really talking to chat as much but welcome in um niobe explains uh 60 years has passed all that blah blah blah. morpheus is dead uh niobe uh and also if you haven't seen the matrix uh resurrection film uh, spoilers, so you may want to bail. No worries if you want to bail. Um, Nairobi takes Neo to meet Sati, uh, an ex exile program that he had previously met. This is the little girl from the train station in Matrix 3. Um, she's all grown up now, and she's in this uh, sanctuary area. Um, uh, she explains that the anomaly was created after the machine war and has somehow resurrected Neo and Trinity and keeps them isolated from the others. Though Neo wants to rescue Trinity, Sati warns that there could be consequences of this. Niobe orders Neo to remain outside the Matrix, but Bugs and others agree to defy her orders to help uh, to try to help free Trinity. Um, so yeah, this is Niobe being like, we can't fucking start another war. We're yeah. out of wars. Very we're, we're not doing this. Very reasonable. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a very reasonable thing. to Super like, reasonable. Like, Neo, I get that you love Trinity, but we're not going to fucking do this again. Um, yeah. Neo, uh, uh, she orders Neo to remain outside the Matrix, but Bugs and others agree to defy her orders to try to help free Trinity. Um, coordinating activities in and outside the Matrix, Neo and Bugs enter the Matrix, uh, but are met by Smith and other exile programs who want to see the Matrix return to its former state. Um, 
While Bugs and her crew fight the exiles, Neo faces Smith, slowly recalling his previous abilities to bend the rules of reality within the Matrix. I want to talk about this because I don't think Neo throws a fucking punch in this movie. And for a movie that was so based on action with the original trilogy, it felt really light on action as far as like fighting goes. Um, he does this like force push thing a few times, but that's it. And I almost wonder is like, was he too old to do the fighting stuff? I, I think, um, I think in the movie is that he kind of forgot how to be the one. I think at no point is he throwing punches. He fi- he figures out how to do this force blast thing, but yeah. So I I think that's I because I, th- I mean if essentially if he got like hard reset right would he uh-huh. still know they they didn't download kung he has fu a line he right? has a line in this movie I still know kung fu oh does he I I yeah I, yeah, I missed that <laughs> but he absolutely I, does. Okay, well, I was trying to defend the movie, so I don't know. Yeah. It's dumb then. <laughs> it's dumber than I thought it was. <laughs> um, quick aside, I just got a text message from the guy I'm renting an Airbnb from tomorrow. He says the girls are still cleaning it. Can you check in at four? Uh, it's the day before. Okay, no, I'm done. I'm over it. <laughs> okay. Motherfucker, we had planned. Oh, this is fucking shit. Okay. Continuing on. <laughs> um... Uh, while Bugs and her crew fight the exiles, Neo faces against Smith, slowly recalling his previous abilities to bend rules of reality within the Matrix. With Smith defeated, they take Neo to Tiffany's repair shop, but before Neo can talk to her, and keep in mind, Tiffany is, is Trinity, uh, before Neo can talk to her, his therapist appears and slows down time, and there's a whole, uh, much, uh, much ado about, um... The fact that we're using your ability against you, bullet time. Yeah. And it's kind of name. Which so somebody, somebody I was watching, I think it was the uh, uh, Screen Rant guy, was like, <laughs> like, isn't bullet time the name of the filming technique? <laughs> and like, you're using the name of it in the movie? And they're like, yeah. yeah um, it's so dumb. So it's silly, dumb. yeah. It's very silly. Um, so, yeah, they do the whole bullet time, slows down time. He fires a gun at uh, Trinity. Uh, kind of, it's slowly going, and Neo's trying to, like, run to stop it. He's moving fast. He's, you know, he's covering ground in the time that the gun has been fired, but the analyst is just moving so much quicker uh, than him, and this is how they keep him in line uh, so that he can't take back over the the new Matrix. Um uh, so yeah, Neo can't talk to her. The therapist appears, slows down time, fires the gun. Therapist reveals himself to be the analyst, a program that studies the human psyche, but has since grown more powerful. And his whole thing is that like his predecessors rejected human minds. He's trying to understand it and get inside, you know, get inside of it and stuff like that. And um, I mean, this movie is very much an evolution of the first movie, where everybody's just doing things like. This world has progression, progression with Niobe's beliefs and how they're working with machines and with the analyst being the successor to like the architect and the way that he views it and building this new uh, uh, matrix. And he, I think he makes a point about like the suits were hard to convince. He basically resurrected Neo and Trinity. Um, he's got some lines here about uh, countless iterations. Over countless iterations, he found that individually... Um, the two were not special, but 
when they worked as one, they overpowered the system. Thus, the analyst has been controlling the latest iteration of the Matrix to keep the two near each other, but preventing them from becoming close as this destabilizes the anomaly. Yeah, and it and isn't it like it generates um, a lot of power, too, right? They generate power yeah. being near each other, but when they t- like when they touch eventually, like there's this explosion. Like it, they they. And oh I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I remember that scene. Full together. Yeah. So they keep them close, but in the yeah, but they can't like yeah. Q, Q, Huey Lewis in the news just being like, then that's the power of love. I'm actually surprised they didn't hit that theme because they hit it hard in the first three movies of like love and choice and blah blah blah. Yeah, and it just kind of felt like um, it, it, it kind of felt like, you know, they're kind of like torturing these people in a way yeah. where like we we want you to. You know, like we want you to desire each other, but we're gonna always yeah. put you two just out of touch, and we're gonna mess with your head, and we're gonna give you know purposely giving Neo these nightmares and stuff like that. And giving and Tiffany uh, a, a husband and kids and shit. Yeah, and so it's just like this is like um, um, Monsters Inc. Right? <laughs> it's just like these people <laughs> are in a fucking dream, and we're sucking energy out of them. Because you know it is Monsters just, Inc. Yes, yeah. So it's fucking Monsters Inc. Matrix Four, Monsters Inc. Uh, yeah. And the, the yeah, uh, the fucking agents and like the the architect, the analyst, all that stuff. They're just screaming or whatever they call it in Monsters Inc. Yeah. Is it just called Monsters Inc.? Is that the name of the company in Monsters Inc.? Or do they I call it like? So. Okay. All right. Well, maybe they can learn to use laughter like they did in Monsters Inc. Um. Let's see. Uh, he saw Neo die, Neo and Trinity die at the end of the Machine War, but created the Resurrection Pods uh, to study them more. It does countless iterations, keeps them close, blah, 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 all the stuff I just said. Um, if they get too close, it destabilizes the anomaly. Uh, the machines have prepared to reboot the Matrix again, back to its previous iteration, um, but the analyst has placed that on hold. He threatens to kill Trinity if Neo does not return to be inserted to in his pod. Neo and Bugs are forced to leave the Matrix when another ship loyal to Niobe brings the Nemesine back to Io. Neo pleads to Niobe to let him return uh, to try to free Trinity again, and she eventually agrees. Uh, within the Matrix, uh, oh, yeah, and, and Niobe eventually agrees. I can't exactly remember why this synopsis doesn't say. Do you remember exa- her exact reasoning? Um, I thought it was something... Um... I think it was um, what's the girl's name from the Sati? Yeah, I think it was something because isn't Sati kind of like the new Oracle kind of right? Kind of, sort of, yeah. Yeah, and I think it was something that she must have told Niobe, and then it just kind of like okay. I do remember. I do remember a scene like that, and then she she asked for volunteers. Everybody steps forward. They say, you know, you, you think it's a good idea, so it must be. You you know you we trust you and. And uh, and they're gonna go for it, um, but uh, I remember also Sati saying like, "This is the choice ahead of us: is that Neo can stay out of the Matrix, and it's not gonna be powerful. They'll have to reset it, like whatever, to like its previous iteration. I think, like the old Matrix, basically. Um, but then she also says, or you can try to free Trinity, and they come up with an option where." Trinity and, and Neo can be out together, but outside of the Matrix um, together. So they're going to go ahead and try to do that. 
They've got a whole plot to do it. Um, within the Matrix, Neo challenges the analyst uh, that if Trinity volunteers to go free of the Matrix, Neo can take her. But if she refuses, i.e. chooses to stay with her husband and kids and blah, 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 Neo will permanently return to the Matrix. They leave it up to Trinity, and the analyst agrees. Trinity, as Tiffany, is brought to them when uh, with the question posed to her. Um, her fi- when the ki- when the question is posed to her, her family appears. She initially seems to want to go with them, but soon rejects that reality and recognizes that she is Trinity and that she has to be with Neo. And they start fighting back to get to each other. <laughs> um, and when they eventually touch hands, uh, explosion of light blasts everybody back there together. Um, and she's made her choice. Um, the analyst prepares to kill them both before Smith interferes, temporarily stopping the analyst uh, and giving time for Neo, Trinity, and the others to escape. Neo and Trinity race ahead to give Bugs and the others time to extract themselves, but the analyst turns a swarm of controlled humans against them. Uh, yeah, so the swarm controlled humans are like fucking diving out of skyscrapers onto their, like, they're on a motorcycle. It's a cool, cool scene, uh, but... Neo usually just does the little force push thing and it's okay. The pair race into a skyscraper and with nowhere else to go, they go all the way to the top of the skyscraper and the two leap from the top of the building uh, after doing the whole like thing that you've seen in the, the trailer where they're getting shot at by helicopters and Neo like pushes the rocket to into another helicopter and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, uh, does that whole thing and they, they, uh, realize they've got nowhere to go, so they jump from the skyscraper. Neo is expecting to be able to fly them away, uh, but instead, it's Trinity who has learned to fly, and the two escape and regain control of the Matrix. In the aftermath, Neo and Trinity return to face the Analyst, assuring him that he will face dire consequences should he try to seize control of the Matrix again. Neo and Trinity both fly away to redesign the Matrix. Yeah. Scene. End. Yeah, <laughs> epic, epic, epic says uh, in the chat. I'm going to start writing your synopsis from now on. Please do, please. Yeah, I need. Uh, to- so this this movie just wasn't. I mean, I get the stuff. I get the analyst, and he's like, "Okay, I'm just mm-hmm. gonna, you know, suck power out of these people and whatever, whatever." And I get where they're trying to do, where it's like, if the whole world is in. You know, if everybody in the Matrix is like, I get where it's like, it's all, you know, fear and, you know, everything's going terribly, whatever like that. I get where that's kind of like, um, kind of like as a, like how it is now, where it's just like, hey, we're just going to keep everybody in fear and we're just going to create so much more energy and stuff like that and blah, 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 blah. And I get that. I get his whole reasoning for it. And I get yeah. where he like, like how he has it he has his power and he's doing well with him so I, I i get all of that but it's just like it just fucking this wasn't it it was just <laughs> it felt like it wasn't i don't know what exactly what this movie is missing but it feels like it was missing something um and i think know, I, I feel that too i i i understand what you're saying there um i'm trying to think what that thing is um, I mean, I think that what they did story wise was was good enough. Um, I think that it's 
a good logical progression. I like where like Niobe's at. The fact that they're with you know working with machines. I like the the, the stuff that they set up. They yeah. did set up that there was a fucking war and uh, a civil war between machines, and that you know that they built the humans and machines built cities. Kind of would like to get a, a one off movie of like that. If we could, that seems like an interesting period of time in this story. Yeah. Um, and maybe something without Neo in it, you know, um, just a side movie, kind of a, a Rogue One style Matrix movie at some point. But yeah. the story, I think, is cool. Um, I would have liked to see, you know, more emphasis on the action fighting stuff. Um. Man, I'm just trying to. Yeah, I'm, like now I'm struggling to put my finger on like what what could have made this movie better. I like the video game stuff. I like that. I like the line that Neo has at one point, which is like, "They took my life and made it a video game." <laughs> like, yeah. it just felt like like you talked about them getting tortured. It did feel like they were being tortured. Um, they made him a bald guy. Like we didn't cover that. That like you, when he looks in the mirror, he sees Thomas Anderson. But they they figured out a way to disrupt his self-image um in reality he looks like a big like a fat bald guy or like a a balding like software developer guy yeah and yeah and so all that makes sense yeah but it's how what do you what is I, I can't still and it's really hard to like what it is that it's missing and, yeah. and it's and it's like a combination of something's missing and for me, it's you're just telling the same story again. Yeah. We're like, yeah. I think having talked through the plot, yeah, like you could see, like, and I didn't want to ruin this beforehand, but it is very much a retelling of the first one. It's, you know, Neo's in the Matrix. He knows something's not right. He has to be woken up. He gets woken up. They, and then, you know, I think that we lacked a, a good. Epic points out in the chat that he likes Neil Patrick Harris as a bad guy. I do like Neil Patrick Harris as a bad guy, but it yeah. wasn't the rivalry of like Neo and Smith that I felt like we had in the first one. And I feel like yeah. I needed more of that. And, and for me, I, so it, the rivalry for, okay. So I didn't feel like, I didn't think it needed to be the rivalry of, neo and smith i was i was thinking more of it needs to be a better kind of rivalry of like neo and the architect and how things are set up and so and so they tried to make this a rivalry with neo and um the analysts and tried to make it more of like on that level of the smith but Mm -hmm. also trying to make it like you know, you're fighting the system. I am the system, you know, but it doesn't really work. And I think you, you, so essentially you're saying you wish that it would have been more of like rivalry with Smith. And I think mine was, I think for me, I would have liked it if it was more rivalry of the system. And Neil Patrick Harris is the, you know, the face of the system and not just the main bad guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm. I think having ran ran through the plot and thinking about some stuff more, so I'm a little bit lower on this movie than I came into it on. Um, there's stuff that I really like, like the young Morpheus. There's the scene when they pull Neo out of the Matrix and he's kind of rejecting it, uh, uh, and 
Morpheus has to remind him that he loves Trinity and that's what keeps him going and he's kicking his ass. Like that stuff was cool. I really like Bugs as a character. So I want more. And I guess that's the question is after this movie, do you want more Matrix or are you just like, "Ah, I'm done? No, I'm I'm, uh, okay. I'm not going to say I'm done. Okay. But if the Matrix, if, if the future Matrix movies are Neo and Trinity, uh, Neo. If 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 the new Matrix movies are Neo and Trinity versus the system, I I don't care. Yeah. Just, just leave me. Give just, us more. Just, give us more bug stuff. I yes, want bugs. Yes, that's what I want. I want like if you're gonna do like I'm 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 okay if it's like if Neo and Trinity take a backseat, <laughs> and the movies are like low level. Not low level, but just like, you know, bugs, they have to do this type of mission. You know, they have to go run and do this mission or do whatever, whatever. And this movie kind of feels like that's what they're trying to do. It feels kind of like they're, they're like, kind of like, okay, we're going to bring these people. We got these new characters and we're going to make these, we're kind of going to make this like a based around them now, kind of, but I felt like that's what they were trying to do. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like a movie that did that recently where it's just like, we, we have these new characters. It's, it's a, it's, re- it, it's star Wars. It's starting like yes, this, star Wars. this rings totally, totally true of the, the star Wars reboot to me. Um, because like, I, like I said before, it's the, the retelling of the first movie where force awakens was, very much a new hope to me. And um, and then also, uh, was I just going to mention, I was going to mention that like the way that I started to feel with the Star Wars reboot is like, I don't need Luke and Leia and Han. Give me something new. I want new characters. Yes. And just... Exactly. You know, yes. give me give me stuff like that. That's not. I don't. I don't need this. And like, I'm excited with what Disney said that they're going to do with Disney with uh, with the um, the Star Wars movies going forward is that it's going to be elsewhere in the galaxy. We're done with the Skywalker saga. That's yes. and I think that that's what Matrix needs to do is like come up with some other bad guy or some other plot that like I want to. Oh, I just want to see Bugs do shit. Yeah, I need more Bugs and Lexi. Like yeah, we we like. It is like he's is yeah, it's Star Wars, but yeah, it, somehow this movie did oh, it worse. I will take Young Morpheus though. I want the the Adventures yeah, of Bugs yeah, and yeah. Young Morpheus. Yeah, yes, yes. I I I uh, Morpheus. I liked Morpheus. Um, yeah, I like, I like him delivering the lines. I like that this Morpheus had so much more like panache than yeah. than old Morpheus. More like he comes comes rocking the yellow the yellow suit that he's in at first um he's got he's just got like i like the actor that played him like uh uh yaya abdul mateen i got it there we go um i i like i like the way that he played it i like especially when he was doing morpheus quotes from the old movies uh, and delivering them his way or whatever, you know, pretty pretty close, pretty similar. I think he nailed his Lawrence Fishburne impersonation, but it was just so cool the way that he would do it. And then he'd be like, uh, this isn't really the right setting. It's like the first time, you know, lightning strikes, scary dark building. He's like, here, I'm coming out of a stall. Like it's, I like that stuff. I think this movie had good humor to it. So yeah, um, I, I'm going to watch whatever they put out. I, I, it's funny how much 
like goodwill they harbor with just the first Matrix movie because I don't think I've really truly liked any of them after the first Matrix movie. Um, but whatever the combination that made the first one what it was keeps me going through all the rest because I'm just like maybe they can get back and hit that again. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, it kind of feels like the original Matrix. It, it kind of feels like the Wachowskis fucking stole that. Yeah. And then they were like, fuck, we just, we stole this great script and now we have to add to it. <laughs> no, no, no. This is, this is my theory though. This is my theory about like breakout hits is like, this is how I feel about, uh, uh, Lynn. Wait, is it Lynn Manuel Miranda? That's the, that the guy who did Hamilton. Oh yeah. 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 Like, I, well, I, I, I know I what you're like talking about though. I don't, I, feel, I, don't, I feel like he crushed it with, uh, Hamilton and then like, it didn't like in the Heights come out and like, wasn't that good. If I remember yeah. correctly, yeah, I, I've never watched Hamilton, but I, I remember you saying this before. Yeah, yeah, I think I've said it before. If like we we these people have like a breakout hit, and we're like, oh my god, they're gods. Just like let them do whatever they want, and then it's like, yeah, he had forever to come up with Hamilton, or he, you know, he. I don't really know that much about Lin Manuel Miranda, so I don't want to talk out of my ass here because he could have done like a bunch of stuff before Hamilton, and Hamilton is just what put him on the map in my book. But I know that uh, like in the Heights wasn't that well received. Um, so maybe that's the deal with the Wachowskis. Maybe Matrix was just kind of a flash in the pan and they're struggling to get back to that that first movie. And that just might be it. Like, in which case, you know, I feel this I feel that way about George Lucas. I feel like George Lucas like knocked it out of the park with a new hope, and then everything else was kind of just a, a slide down. And I uh I think at that point you can like you can let go of your vision and somebody else can come in and do it better, which almost feels like what this movie should have been, uh, and was a little bit with with different writers, but just take it in a totally different direction. Yeah, it's um, I I I just lost my train of thought, but yeah, but I I still think they stole it. I I because like even even with um, even like um like Ham um Hamilton right like. The second yeah. movie, the second one isn't is that a continuation? Uh, did you say Ham- what? Is it like a sequel or something to Hamilton? Mm-hmm. I don't. Oh no, I don't, no, no, no! There's no sequel totally, to Hamilton. Something no, totally different. No. Okay. Yeah. So, if, if we're talking about In the Heights, it's like a. In the Heights, I get endlessly confused with West Side Story because in my mind they look the same, but they're totally different time periods. Yeah. And then it doesn't help that in uh, that West Side Story just came out, but it's it's like a I think a I want to say a Brooklyn. Or no, like maybe Harlem, uh, like musical in in New York All that right. Lin Manuel Miranda. Did. I don't know. I, so musicals I can, are not my jam. So I can understand if he did one thing. I can understand if he did one thing, and then he did a separate thing, and it's not as good as the other thing, right? Yeah. But this right here, they oh, they did. When you just mo- keep milking it. Yeah, they like they did they did this movie, and it's like, hey, we love this movie. You here? Here's endless money. Bugs Bunny just opened up his fucking wallet and gave him his like yeah. no limit credit card. It's like do whatever you need, right? And fucking, and I feel like they just didn't like if if it's fucking if you if you made this movie, you should be able to keep this the same theme. You should be able to keep the same fucking the same like vibe throughout your movie, and they shouldn't get that. F- progressively bad and with the star wars movie yeah a new hope's better i mean the new hope is the best but like at least and i know i mean 
at least I don't even think that, I don't even think that a New Hope is the best. I I think the original trilogy is the best. I think that I mean, yeah, not, the, not the New Hope, not New Hope. I meant um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the original trilogy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, yeah. So George Lucas, like, even if it felt like he just kind of pulled the the second two movies out of thin air or whatever like that, they still like the decline from from episode three. I mean, episode four to five and to six, it didn't feel that steep. But with fucking The Matrix one and then two, it feels like it feels like you're for you go from The Matrix to Reloaded and you're fucking jumping off a fucking bridge. And then you go from two to three and it feels like you're jumping off a fucking cliff. Right. And it's just like these movies are so drastically declining. It's like I don't I don't even understand how. People, if you if you wrote the first one, you should be able to keep it up. Yeah. And I can get I can get the decline, but there's no reason why it should be this dr- drastic of a, a decline. Yeah, I do feel like this movie is better than well, and this and this will lead us into the the, the next segment, which uh, I think people are going to be dying to know about. I also do want to make a quick correction. George Lucas wrote a New Hope. He wrote. He's not listed as a one of the screenplay writers for uh, Empire. He is listed for Return of the Jedi. And then I look at the prequel trilogy as being his baby and then just rubbish. Um, uh, but uh, I think A New Hope is the first of the original trilogy. Yes, yes. Episode four is the first um, of the original trilogy. And that is the one that George Lucas uh, wrote and directed. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out that Epic said, "Oh God, they made another West Side Story." I've heard that this one is very good, and it's got um, it's got the guy from uh, uh, Ansel Elgort uh, from from Baby Driver, and he's in it as like the main dude. And like I have seen the original West Side Story, and I love it. So this one might actually be good. We might give this one a pass. Um, a New Hope and Empire Strikes Back were just five of the best movies of the Skywalker saga. Yeah, I'm an ex- I'm an Empire fan. Empire is my favorite. Um, so the next segment, the last segment, uh, before we can put matrix to bed, uh, I really quickly want to say that the best matrix property besides the first movie is animatrix. Go watch animatrix. I just finished it right before this. Cause they're like episodes and I was kind of watching them as I went. Um, it's all one thing on HBO max, but there's, there's definitely like episodes. It's kind of like star Wars visions where it's like, a bunch of stuff in the world, different animes, animation styles and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rain Light says, I haven't seen it since I was a, a babo, a babo, a baby, uh, a babu. Uh, but it's great. Don't understand anything. Have to rewatch it. Yeah. It's, um, it's really good. It hits hard. Um, I totally think that, uh, uh, Hideo Kojima ripped death stranding off of one of the episodes. You'll know when you see it. Um, but there's some really good background. There's some really good story building. There's some really good uh, Matrixy stuff in there. Um, I think Animatrix is like the second best anime, uh, second best Matrix property. But we didn't do a review of it, so we're gonna leave it out of our our rankings here. Stacks, tell me what your 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 rankings of the Matrix movies are. Okay, it goes. Get ready for some crazy shit, everybody. It goes um, episode. I mean, now I don't know why I got Star Wars stuck in my head. Uh-huh. It goes freaking the Matrix. Uh huh. Matrix Reloaded. Mm-hmm. The Matrix Revolutions, and then the Matrix Resurrection. 
One, two, Damn. three, four. In that order. Okay. I would watch Revolutions again before I watched uh, Resurrections. Uh, for me, it's Matrix, the original. Uh, Reloaded and, and Resurrection are just neck and neck. Um, uh, Reloaded had, uh, Reloaded was all about him. That was the one with the heist and him getting to meet the architect and the introduction of the Merovingian. I'm getting, okay. Matrix one, Matrix, uh, Reloaded, uh, Matrix Resurrections, Matrix Revolutions. That's it for me. All right. I don't like when movies, when they fucking make a sequel, but it's really. A I don't like when movies make a sequel either. Uh, Everything should be one, and that's it. One, and you're done. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, you know, like fucking. Just you know, I don't know. They they, they didn't have to do this. No one asked for this. Were people asking oh. for a new Matrix movie? I was. Oh, gross. No, it's like I, I, I do want to know the story. I want to know what happened behind the scenes. Did they go to Lana Wachowski and say, listen, we're doing this with whether you want to or not. Uh, it's just a matter of if you're going to be in because it does feel cash grabby. Um, but I don't hate it. I don't I, I don't I don't hate that they went back to it. I wish they did it better. Yeah, I wish yeah. I wish that, uh, my dream. Uh, I envision a world where they make movies when they have an idea and not because they want to make money. Be like, hey, we came up with this idea for a movie. We think it'll make money and then they could go from there. But don't be like, oh, what do we have? What property? What's kicking around? You know, what do we need to do? Uh, and if you're going to do that, just stay the fuck away from Point Break, okay? They're, well, they already did that. No, stay the fuck away from Back to the Future. If you ever try to make a back, they were talking. There's a lot of talk about doing a Back to the Future four with like Zac Efron. Stay the fuck away. Ew, gross. I think Robert, Zeme- I think Robert Zemeckis has said he'll like he'll die before they do that. But um, so. yeah, so and and you know I don't mind like I'm on record as saying that uh, Jurassic Park is my favorite franchise, and all five movies are in my top ten movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And when Jurassic World came out, and it's the Jurassic World is literally the same thing. It's it's a reboot continuation, but it's the same fucking it's the same same fucking thing, and I hate that. But my yeah. love for fucking dinosaurs trumped that, so I was able to like swallow that and choke it down. And but this movie did it. Fucking uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife did it. I do not fucking like when they do that. And that's yeah. why this movie will... That's why it's at the position that it's at. Give us a Jurassic Park anime already, okay? They have a uh, TV show. A Netflix oh. uh, show. Uh, animation. Um, oh. Yeah, I think it's like three seasons. My kids watch it. I, I've never seen it. Hmm. Okay. Did you say Jurassic Park? Oh, Jurassic. it's not going to play, is it? Oh, it's not going to play because I don't have the thing set up. Fuck! I was going to do the... Yeah, no idea. Alright, well, in that case, let's uh, let's go ahead and end this podcast because I can tell people in chat have had enough of us. Um, <laughs> that's Matrix Resurrections in review. That's Matrix 
all reviewed. We're done yep. with the Matrix. Stax, what are we watching next week? Um, we haven't picked one out yet. I don't think. I don't think we have. I don't think we have. Do you want to do? Do you want to do it live? Should we do it live? Um, uh, we've got suggestions. I think we plan to do a couple of fan suggestion ones. Uh, yeah, we can. Um, I don't. It feels wrong calling them fans. Friends suggested ones because uh, they're all our friends. Listener suggested. Listener. Viewer, um, viewers of our audio podcast suggested ones. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was thinking, maybe, I uh, I was thinking like a couple of days ago, it'd be cool to because you you because I think we've talked before, and uh, we made a um, we did a um, Excel sheet of movies that we would like to do, uh-huh. and I don't think you and I think I suggested the movie Life, and you've never seen that, have you? Uh, no. With Eddie Murphy and Martin, I mean, yeah, Martin Lawrence. No. Yeah, I, I, was thinking, I was thinking about that movie the other day, and I was like, that'd be a good movie to do. So, I mean, if 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 you want, if if you if there's not a listener one that you, that jumps out to you that you want to watch, um, and you don't really whatever, then that would be my suggestion. I like life. Um, the like the listener the listener one that I saw that that did stand out to me was Hackers, and then there was some recent uh, talk about Tron, which we could always do Tron and then oh. Tron Legacy. Oh boy, <laughs> can I veto those? Can I veto those? Can I can oh, I get some space? <laughs> can I get some space between the Matrix and then Tron or Hackers? <laughs> can oh, I like okay. can we space those out a little bit? <laughs> and we'll mix it up. You wanna, uh, okay, so. Something that uh, doesn't have modern technology. How about Wild Wild West? I, we can go for Wild Wild West. That works. Wiki Wiki Wild. Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. Jim West. Desperado. Rough Rider. You don't want none of, none of this. Six Gun of this. Brother running this. Okay. Okay. Can I, yeah, I, I veto it. I veto it. If they're going to be rapping the, the theme song, no. Let's, let's get this out of here. Wild West. We're doing, yes. It's the return <laughs> of the millennium. We're doing Wild Wild West. Men in Black. Fucking that one he did with his kid. Um, after after earth no after earth or i mean they've done two movies i think together after earth and um the that one where he was a really smart guy in the stock exchange i forgot the name of him pursuit of happiness him and uh jaden are also in that together oh really um you know it's an underrated movie focus uh with him and marco robbie i don't think anybody saw it but i liked it um okay so (laughs) uh I'm desperate to do Wild Wild West at some point because I think it's going to be fun. I think Wild Wild West is going to be on par with like Waterworld of shit to talk about. Yeah, but I mean, but if we want to save it as like a silver bullet, I mean, um, it, it's up to you. This is you, you. You're driving the ship. I'm just navigating. Uh, I gotta. I gotta. <laughs> oh well, no, the, you're navigating. I'm driving. <laughs> I gotta pump as many movies as I want to like watch <laughs> in here because. Uh, we got. I see that starting at the end of January, we're doing Jurassic Park uh-huh. one, two, and three. So let's do Wiki Wiki Wild Wild West. Uh, I guess we would record it on Monday. Does that work? Yeah, that works. Okay. I can. I don't even have to watch this one. I know it by heart. Oh gosh. I love this movie. All right, we're doing Wild Wild West, and then what do you say after that? We do Life. Yeah. Sure. And then after that, we do. We've got two weeks. No, no, we got one week that we could slip something in. We'll do a viewer suggested one. Yeah. Okay, we'll, get- we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Yeah, cool. All right, sick. Well, pleasure doing business with you. Fun podcast. First live podcast. Great, great podcast. Wild Wild West was good as fuck. Somebody says in the chat. 
finally somebody agrees with me. Go watch it again. It's not that good, but I watched it a lot as a kid, so I remember things very fondly. There's a part where paintings come to life. It's weird. We're going to talk about it. It's going to be great. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.